You know when tweets go viral and someone says underneath it, I hate when they do that? <laughs> you know, like, this was, by the way, the this tweet was mine. This wasn't, this wasn't promoting a band, though. Come on, it's better than that. No, the movie man, which is even worse. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Movie Men podcast. I'm Callum O'Toole and as ever this week I'm joined by three clueless clowns. First up all the way down in London town, Harry Anton. How are you mate? I'm good Callum, how are you? I'm superb. Several ciders deep. It's a bank holiday tomorrow so... Oh, I'm excited for bank holiday. You had a good week? <laughs> um, yeah, very good. I moved into the pub I now work in. Um, and I've been doing that at night time and at daytime and working in the pub as a shop. You sound like a really shit superhero. <laughs> By daytime, he works Where, in the pub. This, By nighttime, he, he lives in the pub. Is this Hampstead? Yeah, it's in Hampstead. So like ev- every other customer is like either a Gallagher or a Cumberbatch or something like that. They're all very, very, very posh. Very nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just as posh. Um, they, so I've been, I've been living... Been trying to move in at night when I've had like three hours sleep and trying to go to bed, but I can't sleep till like three in the morning. And yesterday I got the bed delivered finally from IKEA, and I was and I was and well, I was like, okay. been living there for without what were you sleeping on before? Yeah, a mattress just on the floor. Oh god! And then so I got the bed and I was really excited and I was like, fuck it, I can put it up tonight. It's fine. And this was like one thirty. Not from IKEA, you can't. Yeah, but <laughs> got to two thirty. It was going like surprisingly well. And then I went to put the mattress on and realised I had no slats. <laughs> Classic. Like, nah, why did you tell me the slats. the slats? Those cheeky fuckers at IKEA. Well, that's all we've got time for this week on the Movie <laughs> Men. So, thank you very much for joining us. I could go longer. <laughs> also here, just down the road in Salford, Johnny Smith. Nice to see you all. Nice to see you. I've just been. Uh, I mean, that was a really exciting week in the pub. I've just made jokes about craft work on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Become a viral sensation. So that's been my yeah. week. Well, you have, yeah. You've you've accomplished something that the movie men never have. You've got, you've actually achieved a like on Twitter. You've got more, yeah. than, you've got more than ten followers. And the third Great. man you can hear there, just across the Pennines in Balbe, North Yorkshire. That's Mark Stack. How are you, mate? Ciao. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, it's genuinely true. It's colder in the north, and it hasn't been that warm. Everyone else has been sunning themselves. I haven't until today. So I've really enjoyed that. Been having a great day. I'm I'm all in on the. Uh, on the lockdown if it's if it's if it's okay like this i'm, I'm not bad let's not rush out of this right. <laughs> don't bring up the lockdown this is what mark has been waiting for his whole 31 years of his life <laughs> the this. day when someone will pay him to not work <laughs> anyway so to bring this around to some semblance of film kind of um this week it's been announced that bill and ted fans can win the opportunity to win a cameo role in the third film i don't really know the logistics of that seeing as the film is meant to be out in august but you know <laughs> apparently they can uh, and the way they can do this is by submitting a video of themselves rocking out like bill and ted themselves presumably with air guitar or with the flying yeah. bees that they get from uh, from rufus so something along those lines so <laughs> what i was wondering guys is if you could set a challenge to fans of a particular film to give them the chance to appear in, in a sequel or a remake what would it be and why johnny i'm going to start with you well, I've, I've, I've gone back to the good old days of cinema and chosen 
Paul Newman film Cool Hand Luke from 1967. Excellent film. And famously, in the film, he's challenged to eat 50 eggs in under an hour. So I thought, what better challenge to make people violently ill at home by (laughs) force-feeding them boiled eggs in an hour? Um, Mm. So I I did a bit of research into it. It turns out that you can actually do that. And the record is a man called Joey Chestnut. (laughs) <laughs> Joey Chestnut can eat 141 eggs and not in Whoa. an hour in 8 minutes no he can't so, he uh, what would your stomach be like he must be in such a bad way that it would just be so confused <laughs> what are all these things yeah unless you t- <laughs> unless you're training by doing like 30 or 40 a day do you reckon you just poo just whole oh eggs at God, that point that you just be become so a chicken you're just a chicken smell. at that point very good. Yeah, no, that would be. Um, I mean, there'd probably be quite a few people die. And the th- good thing is, eggs are back in the shops now. <laughs> exactly. This would have been an absolute disaster, and you have to be buying the dark web or something. You'd get weird <laughs> looks though if you asked for 127. Wait, how many eggs? He got 141. Wow. Jesus, that's a lot. Beat Joey Chestnut. That's the challenge for fans of Cool Hand Luke. Mark had <laughs> off. Um, I went for some pretty uh, terrifying ones, to be honest. Um, <laughs> another classic what what year did you say your film was 74 67 67 oh, six. I don't know why last I, week we decided the 90s was ancient history didn't we because so. <laughs> Ollie described The Godfather as an old timey classic yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go back to I think 19, 1974 and Jaws so if you can swim in the open water for a certain amount of time or even you're swimming and that mechanical shark is chasing you because even if it's mechanical that is shitting me up so I want to see I want to see people swimming with sharks basically my other thought was before Harry got there was to say Titanic or, I don't know just draw someone naked maybe <laughs> of all the things in Titanic that you could replicate you draw someone yeah. naked you've had man versus food and man versus beast yes what are you getting man to take on well, obviously, I misunderstood the question first time, and it was, <laughs> "What would you do to get into a Hollywood film?" So I that said, is "What I read it as." What, yeah, what as, wouldn't as I do? Yourself, I don't want to know what you would do to get into yeah. Hollywood. It's film. like, yeah, my idea was uh, uh, to suck a bag of dicks. No, my my, <laughs> my idea was uh, 127 hours, and then to get into the film, you'd have to saw your arm off. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, well, it's not completely off yet. It's like, oh my God. Well, you're not getting that premiere ticket until you saw your arm off, you sick fuck. Yeah, to be fair, so we have man versus man versus beast, man versus food, and man versus their own sense of not wanting to chop their own arm off. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the last of the ones I've already so far. Mine, mine feels really tame in comparison. Though. Oh, what's yours? Like, oh, write a letter to the main star and ask him a question. <laughs> so I actually went, sounds of old school, and you have to shoot yourself with a tranquilizer gun before you get shot by Sean William Scott. And then it's made for serious fans and whoever can not fall in the swimming pool before the others basically nice. I like you they're all pretty like dangerous you. that's you're not bad crazy but I like you <laughs> yeah, so you, so you didn't want a mud, mud wrestling with blue yeah I thought that's what it was going to be when you said that <laughs> it's that that's all the obvious thing you could have done <laughs> hey hey be careful with that that's the most powerful trank gun on the market huh got her in Mexico cool 
Yeah, it is cool. They say it could puncture the skin of a rhino from a hundred. Ow! Oh! <laughs> yes! That's awesome! What? You just took one in the jugular, man! So this week we've decided to take a look at a massive cult classic. Uh, it's Clueless, the film written and directed by Amy Heckerling, who previously did Fast Times with Ridgemont High and A Night at the Roxbury. And it stars Alicia Silverstone as Cher Horowitz, the most popular girl in her school who takes new girl Ty, played by the late Brittany Murphy, under her wing to help her fit in. And that is pretty much the storyline. <laughs> Stacey Dash plays her best friend Dion, and Paul Rudd in his first movie role is her stepbrother Josh. Here's a little taste of Clueless. Wow. You guys talk like grown-ups. Oh, well, this is a really good school. Mr. Hall was way harsh. He gave me a C minus. <laughs> well, he gave me a C, which drags down my entire average. Hello? There was a stop sign. I totally paused. You tried driving in platforms. Oh, should I write them a note? So this one was chosen by Mark Stack. So Mark, why did you pick Clueless for our list of top 25 films in isolation? Um, a number of re I hadn't seen it in a while. Um, I, rem I remember enjoying it, and it's one of Mary's favourites, my partner Mary. And I was like, yeah, let's stick that on, because then she could enjoy it as well. So I was actually being very thoughtful. Yeah, just keep the first week. That's okay. <laughs> so yeah, and that was it. Um, and I hadn't seen it in a long Mary time. Mary liked it. I hadn't seen it in a long time. So I was like, yeah, let's let's stick it on there. It is a cult classic. Why not? It was on Netflix. Let's give it a go. So Mark chose this film because he thought it would not annoy his girlfriend. <laughs> Sound logic. Sure, sure, sure. Johnny, what did you think of this film? Because it's not necessarily something that I'd immediately associate with you. <laughs> yeah. I take great offence to that. <laughs> um, yeah, do you know what? In a, in a sort of, it's an extremely watchable film. It's very pleasant. It's very light. It's very nostalgic. It makes you remember that the '90s was okay. There's some shit in there. You know, yeah. there's a lot of shit, but yeah. it was its thing. It was its own thing. And the film is just consumed by being '90s. You know, '90s music, '90s fashion, '90s filmmaking. You know, the whole thing is is if a film has never been made before fuck you know everything yeah. else culturally ever done this is the 90s pleasant is the word <laughs> and Harry I think part of that comes from the fact that literally every character in this film is just so likeable yeah everyone even the dad like you know straight away you know he cares about her and she's really and obviously the film's really aware of itself and it's obviously like a pastiche but it's also all the characters have loads of heart and they're really likeable and they know who they are they're not trying to be anything else and they're not trying to make excuses for it I think yeah. but they so rarely you so rarely see a film set up without a major antagonist or antagonism uh -huh. yeah and then it it was about teenagers and teenagers don't really have big problems their problems are their own pro like very small problems in the in, in terms of life yeah and that's what comes across I, I kind of resent when someone thinks you have to put more like film, I was thinking halfway through. Yeah, it doesn't have the same plot as this thing, and there's not as much shit happens, but it's still really compelling and still really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it would, if, if it got reviewed now, they might say something about that that it doesn't mean enough, doesn't have enough substance, mm. and it just doesn't need it. Like you say, it's really '90s, but it's not weirdly. It doesn't feel dated. It doesn't mm. feel like. I think mm. it, I think a lot of a lot of that is to do with after the '90s, there's the 2000s, whatever. But the '90s is now like really nostalgic. 
it's really big. You've got podcasts about it. Everyone talks about the music. The fashion has sort of come back round again. And I think because of that, it just looks it looks fresh. Not that it ever didn't look fresh, but I think that's that really helps it. It is based on a Jane Austen novel, remarkably, Emma, which mm. has been remade into a film very recently. Um, has anyone read or watched Emma? No, and Pro- no one probably, knew that until you wikipedia <laughs> No, Wikipedia is a hell of a research. <laughs> so interesting. Um, so what do you guys feel about the influence Emma had on the film? What's, what's Emma? So we're going to do the next half hour on uh, the way Emma is used. <laughs> but obviously there is more to it than just a airhead walking around LA just talking about fashion. The script is very, very funny and mm. very witty. Yeah. It's great. She's, I, she's hilarious as well. I thought she was great. I thought the character was great. Really? And she, she was she was picked out of. Did you say she was picked out of a, a music video or something yeah. to play the part? Yeah, to not play the part. Detail on that because that might come up in the quiz later. Okay. Anyway, it was Aerosmith. Was but, the, um, the but there was it was Sarah Michelle Gellar and someone else. Um, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two. They could all. They all could have done it. Exactly. I, mean, I, I thought it. it was Reese Witherspoon when I first put it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, You've done your really research good. for the film. You, yeah, you I was read like, Emma. What? <laughs> she had this. I don't remember Reese really Witherspoon being an Emma. We should probably touch on the fact that it was directed and written by Amy Heckerling, mm-hmm. um, who'd previously done Fast Times at Richmond High and also Night of the Roxbury, which are, I think, in fact, I think Night of the Roxbury came after this. But mm-hmm. female director, female lead. Do you reckon that's part of why it's so revered in such a cold classic is because at that time it was so male dominated mm-hmm. well it still is really Hollywood but yeah, it it is. Is. have like a great film like this with definitely, uh, a definitely. female like, trying to female lead definitely and that's why it's so iconic that's why you have like you know clueless t-shirts you still see them today things like that because it was it's ahead of its time it really is like you know it's only recently that we've had things like bridesmaids that have been so successful and, and, and things like that and there needs to be more of it and there's still nowhere near enough but this was it's weird no one would no one would know that no one would know who likes clues would know that it's directed by a woman but they probably in a nice way they there's, can, there's a, that's the reason it holds up isn't it yeah. that's the reason it, it makes so much sense is because a woman was directing it it may be but it's all but it's all about like she's obviously you know most writers are writing from some sort of experience and she's writing about being a, a teenage girl and being in high school and all of that maybe she enjoyed Did she write it yeah and um, you know it's important to have those films and we like, as as men we have thousands of them and you know there's there's high school uh, teen movies they're super bad American Pie which is always a bit you know to aim towards the male um, so yeah it's a very important piece of work for its time as well what's she doing now do we know what she's doing now she, I don't know she's done she did loads of like the 90s films she did like um, Look Who's Talking and uh, yeah. She really just set fire to her own career then after this. <laughs> I don't think she's done anything for a while. I don't think there's um, I don't think <laughs> still Hollywood You answered my question. Why <laughs> don't we hear anymore? She was, uh, she was the main figure behind Look Who's Talking. <laughs> what was everyone's favourite scene? Johnny, did you have a particular one that stood out to you? Oh, shit. Um, come back to me in a minute. Let me have a, let me have a quick thing. Mark, it was your That's choice. You can is, that is a good question. Um, you know what? There was there was some <laughs> there was some funny parts. Um, I really liked I really liked the whole evening when um, she went out with Christian. It was just funny. It was funny comedy. It was silly. Um, 
he was an incredible dancer by the way what a dancer he had a great car he was so (laughs) obviously like this classy gay man are you in love with christian she was no no in fact i thought he was a bit of a dick dude had a good car he was really rude he was rude um but yeah she loved him and i thought it was quite funny but also what else was funny was when donald Faison told her that he was gay in the car the next day he when he you know he found it hilarious they were going out again like they could have got that wrong they really could have got that wrong but even that was done really well the way he revealed he was gay there was no like hatred towards him there was no sly dig it was just revealing to her that she didn't realize that he was gay and i thought that was that was quite that can go the wrong way a lot of times and maybe it's because it was directed by a woman that it didn't but um yeah it was that was a, that was a nice scene i thought it was funny all right um, I like, I like the uh, robotic clothes machine that didn't make any sense <laughs> whatsoever. Win- Windows ninety five. Yeah, it was like obviously trying to show. I mean, that's the only thing that has dated. It was like, oh, Cher's got the newest, newest technology, and it's like, this is what is this? Yeah, what do you got? Sorry, what was that? Favorite scene. Yeah, well, now I've, now I've thought about it. Um, I actually, I just think uh, you know the whole sort of opening five minutes is great because it's literally no. It's a bit like Infernal Affairs in that there's almost <laughs> no that you've just got to set the scene what as quickly as possible. Want? You know, it's just like frantic, and and here she is, and this is her life, and this is her clothes, and this is the house she lives in. Here's her Windows ninety five. This is a school. This is a mobile phone. This is her best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And off you go, and it's exhausting. But you're like, right? I am in the I am in the nineties. I've been blasted <laughs> into the nineties through, you know, music montage and really bright yellow checked suits. Well, they went for that brilliant like lazy technique where you just I can't be bothered to let the backstory come out through the story, so I'm just going to explain <laughs> everything with yeah. voice over at the beginning, and then we're done. It's all good. Uh, I think my favourite was when Dion's driving on the freeway and just a session of larger vehicles starts to like cause her panic, and she's just Donald Faison's in the car, just praying just for his losing life. his mind. Yeah, either that or when she gets mugged and she just won't go. The famous scene when she went down the floor, she's wearing a designer dress. <laughs> That's great. Johnny watched the first five minutes. Johnny's best scenes came from the first five minutes. <laughs> I was, I was like, "This is fine. I've done." Oh, okay. Seen my favorite scene. I, I do like the first five minutes. <laughs> right, for sure. Manager, like I did last week. <laughs> well, what can't I say about those first five minutes? What the hell is that? A dress. Says who? Calvin Klein. What are you doing? Yo, you get on the freeway. Get on surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. So it's that time of the week again for Three Fast, Three Furious, where Harry reviews three films in 30 seconds, 10 seconds per film, based entirely on their trailers. So, Harry, have you got a really great selection of trailers uh, <laughs> prepared for us this week? I was going to do it last night, but then oh, the whole bed fiasco, which is probably going to get cut from my segment anyway, but... I had some problems with <laughs> stuff and I didn't do a lot of work on this. So let's see how this goes. Let's do it. Okay, three, two, one, go. 
Uh, the first one watched was Wonder Woman, uh, 1984. Fucking terrible title. Uh, it was cheesy 80s soundtrack, but if you put a superhero in a trailer, they, they, it was surely you can make a trailer interesting. I was so bored. Um, Hollywood by Ryan Murphy. He's a famous Broadway playwright. It's about Me Too and sex and racism, but in old Hollywood. So somehow they made old Hollywood not fun. <laughs> I, uh, so The Last Samurai. No, wait, sorry. <laughs> this wasn't... Okay, Mulan. <laughs> But, and the joke was basically Mulan is just the last samurai. <laughs> you ruined your own joke. I, I think we covered we covered some good films there. I've seen Hollywood's. Uh, it's a series, right, on Netflix. Yeah. I think. Um, I've heard I've heard bad things. I watched the trailer and it was. It seems like it could be a good premise, and it just did not look great. So. It's, oh, there needs to be like a glamour to that era. I haven't seen the film, so if it, if it's explore, it looks like it's exploring today's issues set yeah, in that backdrop. Yeah, it's they said it was, it was a bit woke. No, it's a series. It's a series. It's hilarious. But he's he's generally brilliant. He's he wrote the Normal Heart, which is about the AIDS crisis in the eighties, and um, it, a play went into a film. If you haven't seen the film, it's so good. It's heartbreaking. Now, I can only see it once. I would never ever watch it again. Um, it's, <laughs> it's Mark Ruffalo just, just and just and Taylor Kitsch, my favorite actor, just destroying your life. Um, but um, but this one apparently he missed a little bit. He just didn't. It didn't. It didn't deliver what they thought he would deliver with it. I know the feeling. I've just listened to your three fast, three furious. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't deliver. What film were you, were you reviewing? Mulan on the last samurai. I, don't, I got confused. I was reviewing Mulan, and I just, for some reason, I just thought the last samurai. Come on, yeah. Callum! I tried my best. <laughs> By comparing it to a, a film from a completely different country. Mulan. <laughs> Where does Mulan take place? What? China. Where does The Last Samurai take place? Japan. Japan. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> okay. Mulan, uh, set in China, <laughs> which I recently discovered, is about a lady who is a samurai. No, <laughs> no she way. can't be a samurai. Samurai's Japanese. A lady who is a sword <laughs> fighting... She's a sword-fighting gymnast this, from China. I'm assuming China. this is just the Disney Mulan, right? The, the... Mulan's a film about a lady <laughs> in China trying to make it in a place where ladies in China don't usually make it. Okay. Is it an adaptation of Emma? Yes. <laughs> and the first one was... Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman. I don't know, Cal. So yeah, <laughs> Wonder Woman, well, my point with Wonder Woman was, regardless of how you feel about these films, like if you put if you've got a superhero and it's a trailer that trailer is going to be like you're going to have a lot of action to put All in the trailer action. to make it yeah. interesting and i was just literally sitting there going i really hope there's a comic about it but it looks Why like is it 1984 it's, a it's shame obviously about that... the, the mining crisis in uh, <laughs> north yorkshire <laughs> wonder woman's going to come and, and uh, it's a real beat real strict i am good at three things fighting screwing and reading the news now, I've already done one of those today, so what's the other one going to be, huh? So, what have we got on the news agenda this week? Harry, you seem to have done loads of preparation for pods. I'm doing yes. the news. Dem, 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 dem. I'm doing Mulan. the news, though. Yes, Mark <laughs> is on the news because Harry has moved into a pub, and apparently that's taken him all week. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, movie news. Number one, uh, Andy Circus is reading The Hobbit in full for the NHS. I don't know how he's doing uh, that for the NHS. 
Like, are they just listening, I mean, or is he raising some money? I don't know. I didn't. At this point, do the, the NHS need this weird shit that everyone's doing for it? <laughs> is he going to do it in a hospital? In, is he going to do it in a nightingale hospital with no one in? Mm. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, that'd be good actually. Just, just. Um, <laughs> no one's asked Andy Circus to do this. He's just I'm, kind of rugged. The up. way, the way <laughs> I read it was, I read the headline and nothing else, and I kind of la- liked it that way. He's just doing it for the NHS. The NHS don't want it. He's not raising any money. He's just doing it. <laughs> Has Andy Serkis ever done a role that doesn't require him to wear like a spandex suit? <laughs> no, like, all over it. definitely. No, not. he definitely hates it. He hates his role in Hollywood. He must. Hey, do. can you play another monkey, please, Serkis? Yeah. <laughs> he plays chimpanzee. Chimpanzee. Don't be what? speciest. Get your crime mate, right? Monkey. <laughs> it's a monkey. Harry's racist outtakes. We've we've gone to the bottom of the barrel in order to get some viewers. We've just. <laughs> It, well, it works. I mean, it works. Play to the low, lowest common denominator. Let's just put it works for the general oh, election. So it works for, for, just, it uh, works for film, music. Put a picture of Farage on our news <laughs> thing and see what. Farage on film. Farage on film. It's just oh, him. I like all the films in the pubs. Actually, it was a British film. It was British. Shut up. Okay, that, a, right, guys. There's a lot more news to get through. So can we, um, Taika Waititi is directing a new Star Wars movie. Yeah. Oh, is that news hell. for anyone? Because I, yeah, I can't that. think of anything big, worse. That was big news for me. I love. I think he's amazing, and he was in the best episode of The Mandalorian, and he knows what he's doing with it. He'll be so good. Be brilliant. It'll be, I, um, it'll be awful if it's like Jojo Rabbit, which is the worst film I've ever seen. Me and Johnny <laughs> have very polar opposites than Jojo Rabbit. It was my favourite film of last year. I haven't yeah. seen it. I haven't seen it, um, and also I don't like Star Wars, so I don't know why I included that. I just thought it was newsworthy. Um, next, Tom Cruise is plans plans to shoot a movie in space, possibly <coughs> on the International Space Station. I've heard, and Elon Musk is uh, as well in on helping him. Apparently, I, I think so, um, which is exciting. Tom Cruise in space, well, wow. and Elon Musk. Is uh, well in on helping apparently. You know uh, what it's going to be like. Is. You know, you know what the the, the plot's going to be like. Tom Cruise was a spaceman. He was a pretty good spaceman. As a crisis of confidence becomes an even better spaceman. <laughs> well, I, the thing is, I, I get stole that like, from, um, it, you know, they, get, they could shoot. They could shoot something cool, but you can do that without going to space, like just as well. I was going to say, so someone show him two thousand and one Space Odyssey. It will blow that was done his a long mind. Time ago. <laughs> exactly. Um, Nick Cage is playing Joe Exotic as um, predicted by Ollie Britton a few weeks ago. Well done, Ollie. Well done, Ollie. He must have known. He's he's an actor. Maybe his agent told him. So uh, yet again ahead of the curve. Absolutely, we're way ahead of the curve. Name um, one other curve we've been ahead of. Well, I'll tell you what. This is a curve that I'm ahead of. Looking <laughs> at the news, every other movie that's currently being made or is in the pipeline is a fucking sequel. Every single one of them. Except Every bit of news. Christopher Nolan's film, The Tenant or Tenant, is an original, and Christopher Nolan said it's coming out in July, whether you like it or not. Really? I mean, even if cinemas aren't open, he's fucking showing it in them. I like that. Is it about like that? that? Tenant can't pay their rent because of coronavirus anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's but about then the beer. they. It's about tenants' beer. It's I, Daniel Blake. But he's in a dream of I, Daniel Blake, which is in a dream of another Ken Loach film. <laughs> in a dream of another Ken Loach film. And then he can't remember if he's in a Mike Lee film or a Ken Loach film. This is so dreary on so many levels. Get down on the ground, face down. 
Come on. Oh no. You don't understand. This is an alaya. And a what? -a? It's like a totally important designer. And I will totally shoot you in the head. Get out. Good. Good. Yeah. Right. So let's finish off with as is uh, traditional with the quiz. So there's no Ollie here, so there's no Ollie's challenge. So I'm just gonna have to do the old the old quiz, going back into that mode, because people don't do Boo. enough quizzes over Zoom <laughs> and Skype. Hey, you guys wanna get together and do a Zoom quiz? Fuck off. <laughs> so this quiz is all about the stars of Clueless, mainly the younger stars, not the older ones. Aerosmith. Um, well, yeah. Well, well, let's start with question one then, because that is Aerosmith related. So, question number one is: Alicia Silverstone appeared in three Aerosmith videos. Whoa! Name one of them. Harry's hand was up first. No, it wasn't. Crazy. Yeah, That's crazy. What I was say. Can anyone name another one? Uh, Dude looks like a lady. Dude no. Looks like a the other side. No, that's a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. No, oh, um, sorry, no, it's... No, it's not. There's, a, there's an Aerosmith song on the other side. It was Crying, Amazing, Crying. and Crazy. Nice. The three she was in. Uh, question number two. This relies on your knowledge of 90s hip-hop. Stacey hip Dash, who plays Dion, mm -hmm. has a famous record executive cousin. What is ah. his name? Mark, your hands straight up. Sean Combs. No. Johnny? Damon Dash. Damon Dash. Oh, what? Oh, of, of, of Rockefeller. Rockefeller. What an idiot. Fame. I think yeah, Mark Tracy. founder of Rockefeller with, uh, <laughs> with Jay-Z. Uh, yeah. Next question. Which animated TV show did Brittany Murphy voice a character on for 12 years? I'll give you a Ooh. couple of clues if you don't get it. It was American, obviously. Thanks, Carl. It was uh, a sort of um, precursor to Family Guy, sequel to The Simpsons. King of the Futurama. Hands up. Harry? Futurama. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Harry did say the answer. Oh, the character what? she played was called Luann. Really? On King of the Hill. She was in 226 episodes of King of the Hill voicing Luann. It's your favourite program. I never got it. I, I understand. Watched, it wasn't my favourite. I watched like ten episodes. Of it. You I did loved it. Like it. All it was was just four men sitting by a barbecue talking about Hank, yeah. wasn't it? Drink. <laughs> uh, next question. She also featured in a music video for which band in two thousand and one? Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. The track was a cover of an Erasure song. Oh, yeah. uh, Mark. Ooh. It's, Mark, why would that get it's you? Take, it's you... take on me, right? No, 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 that's Aha. That's uh -huh. Oh, that's Aha. Uh -huh. Sorry, now. Sorry. Um, fuck. Is it, I don't know, is it... Is it like The Offspring or someone's shit? Some, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, like I was, was going to say Blink-182, Blink but... Yeah. If I was to tell you that their song. song had a video starring Jason Biggs and Mina Suvari, Harry... Wheatus. Wheatus. Ah. She's in the what video song? for a little respect. Ah, oh, a little respect. That's a great yeah. song. It's really it's a great song. song. Yeah. When Erasure did it. Eliza Donovan, who plays Amber in Clueless, also <laughs> appears in which teen TV show from 2000 to 2003? Harry? Buffy. 
No. But similar kind of idea. Oh, Angel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's an in-joke for any... <laughs> the, the one with the witch. What's her name? What's her name? The one with the witch? What's the girl with the witch? What's Sabrina. The girl? What's the girl? Sabrina the Sabrina. teenage witch. Sabrina the teenage witch, yeah. Who is she? Because Ooh. she looks about 30 years older than the rest of them. Uh, yeah, she does look a lot older. Her name's Eliza <laughs> Donovan. Donald Faison is in which film about American football? Harry? Remember the Titans. Great film. And what position did he play? Uh, running back. Running back. Oh, nice. Um, remember the Titans is so cheesy by the way I watched it Brilliant. the other day it is... it's about why racism should be stamped out of everything <laughs> it really <laughs> is it really is it's like hey this it's like hey this black guy's alright you know and this white guy's okay too it is ridiculous yeah, a... who was the best man at Donald Faison's wedding Zach Braff well Mark you kind of said it while putting your hand Sorry. it just I'll flew out that. I'll give you that uh, question number eight. Brecken Meyer, who is in Clueless, plays the lead role in which 2000 teen movie? Harry? Road Trip. Oh. Road Trip. Yeah, and he's so good in both. Why has he not done anything else? He has, No, he has. He's yeah. been like, no, he he's been around yeah, a little yeah. bit. We're on to Paul Rudd now. Nice. What is the first film Paul Rudd got a writing credit for? Harry? Knocked up. No. Mark? This is 40. No. Johnny? 40 year old virgin? No. Anything else with 40 in? Uh, Sean William Scott is also in the film. Oh, role models. Role models. Oh, lovely. I did not know that. That is hilarious. We should have watched that instead of Horrible Boss. Yeah, we should have. We should have. Uh, and a couple more questions. How many episodes of the Clueless TV series did Paul Rudd appear in? Johnny? None. Close. That's what I was going to go for. So I'll, I'll go for one then. It was one. Yeah. Ah. And how many episodes did Alicia Silverstone appear in? None. That's Definitely one. none. One. Well, you all got <laughs> it. was none. Yeah. And there is Real. one final question related. The role of Cher in the TV series was played by who? Does anyone know the name? Cher. No. The other Cher. Oh, yeah. It was um the other one who looks exactly the same, right? The one that was in Sabrina? No, the one that was in the Peep Show. Oh. Right? Oh, yeah, Heather Graham. Heather Graham. The question now becomes, what character did she play in Peep Show? Yeah, she looks so similar. Uh, oh, I just watched it the other day. They got married. Nancy. 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 Nancy and Peep Show. The name, her name is Rachel Blanchard. Now, oh, now wow. she's in my, yeah, now she's in yeah, my she head. I like can't think of Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rachel Blanchard plays Cher in the TV series and then went on to play Nancy in Peep Show. Taboo. Breaking taboos with jazz. <laughs> Listen, Jazz. I want to ask you something. If we can do something very special. <sighs> I think it's time. We break the last taboo. Brilliant. It's not going to hurt, is it? What is it? Is it in the ear? Right, so that's it for another week of The Movie Men. Has anyone got anything major planned for the coming week? It is a bank holiday weekend, so I don't know what's going on in everyone's lives. Mark, you're <sighs> fist bumping. What's going on? Uh, nothing. Zero. Absolutely nothing. No. We're, uh, we're terrified they're going to open the pub 
gardens because we would just it would be like instant death for the workers. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So, Johnny, you've got anything exciting coming up, though? No? Nothing? Just just smashing lockdown. Just going to be so bloody good at lockdown. <laughs> Who's lockdown? Just trying to add to your 1,000 Twitter likes. I'm going to hope another uh, pioneering electronic German band member dies and I can yeah. recycle the joke. Yeah. I hope everyone forgets. The members yeah. of Ramstein are quite metallic. <laughs> you are a fan of sequels then, Johnny. So that's everything from us, but next week we'll be reviewing or watching Mean Streets, which is a Johnny recommendation. Can't wait for that. It's going to be an absolute banger. It's finally great to have an actual Stone Cold classic. Until next week, guys. See you later on. Ciao. Bye. The first thing they made me do was move a fridge at eight o'clock. <laughs> like, but not just not, like, move it up a flight of stairs. Like, and they were like, just, just sort it out. I couldn't hear it. Yeah, that, that works every week. <laughs> Same joke every week. You know, I have ultimate control over the final content, and I cut that bit. <laughs> just put the joke in once. Such a good joke. It is a good joke. Are you just, are you just drinking oat milk out of the carton? Chocolate oat milk. Oh, that's... that's Who said being a vegan wasn't fun? <laughs> Me. Me. Uh, Paul Rudd looks exactly the same, by the way. Exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, if anything, he looks older in that then. than he does now. <laughs> he does, yeah. It's, it's really weird, but I know exactly what you're